you just have to have the passion you have to have the inspiration and is it the drive to just build something like you have you're your own biggest block like i feel like i'm the person that would stop myself from doing things and once you get over that like i want these projects to be a representation of that Welcome everyone to Straight Ahead, an animation podcast where we spotlight rising black, indigenous, and people of color who are the future voices of the animation industry. I am Raymond Dozalanda, one half of your co-host. And I'm Yuki Okamoto-Wong, the other half of our whole host. Our guest this week is Ren Bernal. He is a Colombian artist working as a character designer at Oddbot Studios. Would you mind telling us a bit more about yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Ren Otto, I'm going to ask Ren. Yeah, I am a Colombian artist based in L.A., uh, I got in the industry in 2017, 2018, but, you know, so trying to make a change, trying to make my own projects and trying to like diversify our beautiful industry. That's Excellent. Wonderful. Perfect. But before we get into the interview, the way we like to start off on straight ahead is by playing a little game called in between. We're going to give you two similar choices and have you choose in between the two of them and let us know why. Awesome. It's put me on the spot time. Got it. Let's yeah, do it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and as usual, I'll start us off with the first question. Okay. Are you ready, Ren? I don't know. I think so. Why am I scared? Like, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> this is the hardest part of the interview. So don't worry. We're getting it out of the way. Okay. Who do you think has a better wrestling gimmick? El Toro Fuerte from Jackie Chan Adventures? Oh, man. Or the Mask Royal from Pokemon Sun and Moon? Oh, man. No, okay. Hold on. Childhood time. I think El Toro Fuente, just because I am super Jackie Chan adventure biased. I have no, there's no, <laughs> yeah. I think, no explanation. Like everything in Jackie Chan adventures, I'm going for that. Sorry, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally fair. I feel like definitely El Toro Fuente definitely has that old, like, he has like El Santo vibes. Like yeah, El Santo Blue Demon vibes. <laughs> so he yeah, definitely yeah. has like that traditional, like, Lucha Libre aesthetic yeah. and style. But the Master Royal is just so fun. Yeah, um, especially with Incineroar and stuff. I, I had to like sit there and like think about it. This, this was like a squid game decision of my life right there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wrong choice. <laughs> just take you out. <laughs> <laughs> just put my little thing that says help. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Master Royal was fun. But ultimately, I think I would still go with uh, Metodo Fuerte también. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Yuki? <laughs> I, you know, I am also really like... I was also really happy that like they had Incineroar and like Halucha top one of my top Pokemon for sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> in that yeah. in that gen. But I think I mean I've never watched the Sun and Moon cartoon. I watched like a couple episodes and I really like the style, but I don't know uh Master Royal very well. So I would also have to go for El Toro Fuerte, but like I I'm also yep. like it made me think just for a second. I was like, why did they have not that it doesn't kick ass, but like who brought on they were like, we should have and El Santo, like, a real deep cut, sort of old-fashioned style luchador <laughs> in Jackie Chan Adventures. I'm like, who who did this? Like, somebody had to have, like, been a fan and then come forward and been like, hey, let's put this in the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, know yeah, if Jackie like, Chan is going to request, you should put luchadors in my show. Yeah, yeah, we should. You know, I actually, um, I'm pretty close friends with Dwayne Capezzi. He's uh, okay. uh, one of the... He's a showrunner for um, Carmen Sandiego, but he was he worked on Jackie Chan, and um, oh. I, I, I'm gonna ask him. Yeah, I met him a couple years ago. He he reached out. I'm part of Gotham Inter, um, Entertainment, so 
they're like, hey, Ren, um, Dwayne wants to like meet new, di- you know, new up and coming artists of uh, diversity and stuff like that. Mm. And he's like, I, I put forth your name and he loved, he loved your work. He would love to meet you. And I'm like, duh, Dwayne. Like I looked him up, like I can't be him. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I started like hyperventilating for a little bit. And, and he's like, yeah, he wants to meet you in about two hours. I'm like, oh, what? Like, oh, through Zoom. Oh, oh my, yeah. I'm like, I, oh. so I like sat down and, um, he's a really nice guy, like such a humble, like down to earth. He's always dropping anecdotes on Aww. you and like life lessons. And, and I told him I love Jackie Chan because Jackie Chan's a special cartoon. And I, I think I'll touch upon that as to why, but, um, yeah, he, he sent me over mm-hmm. a shirt and, and like, he's like, we still have some shirts from Jackie Chan, like the crew shirt. And then he like, sent it over for my birthday. And I'm like, dude, yeah, no way. Awesome. Yeah. That's so and, cute. Yeah, he's so yes. sweet. Wait, ask him, ask him, and then get back to us because yeah, I'm actually I, I, so curious. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'm like, so why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's not like really in the vein of like things that happen in Jackie Chan, in my yeah. opinion. I don't know. But I also love how he became a recurring character. Oh, like, totally. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those characters that you don't think it will, it will make a hit, and it does, and like you fall in love with him for some reason, and you just bring him back. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like a crossover, like he had his own show, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, it definitely had that. Yeah, it, it really yeah. had that vibe. I don't know, even though it wasn't like a real person. Yeah, he, he just felt so established. Yeah, which is crazy because they only ever introduced him in one episode, but he felt like he like he was a very very established character. Yeah, exactly. All right, next question: Would you rather learn how to be a luchador from the foremost world-renowned international school of lucha, like Ricochet? Or learn to be a hero or villain from your family, like El Tigre. Oh man, I think part of my part of me wants to be like I want to learn how to be a, a good guy or a bad guy from my family, like El Tigre. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just just the mm-hmm. bad side of me just came out right now. I'm like, oh, I want to be a bad guy for some reason. And just like, <laughs> actually, actually, I just want to be a villain. Yeah, <laughs> actually, forget yeah. the hero stuff. I'll just be a villain. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want I want to go to like the houses and like just steal the top cover of the toilets you know you have no more toilets he's like do bad things like that just like unplug the screw like take all your light bulbs from the house like mm-hmm. th- that's my brand just making <laughs> just doing, <laughs> doing doing all these things that like you don't think you need but you but you do or maybe destroy some shit every hit now and then but <laughs> <laughs> so if ever given the opportunity Rand, you you would be the villain you would be a villain <laughs> yeah if, if given the right opportunity the like, pettiness of your your villainy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, minor inconvenience. Just minor inconveniences everywhere. Take all your dish soap. You know. <laughs> oh, no, I'm finally ready to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like take that household, huh? Unpaired your socks. Just... Are you just like pranking one house or like everyone? <laughs> I I think. I think I'll start with one house. You know, I'll be my main oh, arch okay. nemesis. Yeah, yeah, you start small and then you go around my neighborhood. And I think I would, I would attack Ray's house first. Just like what? Uh. <laughs> oh, you like yeah. Power Rangers? Oh, oh, you know, it's like all of a sudden, just like paint them different colors. Ah, uh, 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 I'd be messed up. I'd be messed up. What, what villainy? <laughs> <laughs> my day would be ruined <laughs> what, what would you go for Ray ah uh, man both are cool I think I would rather be a hero though because now I have to fight Ren 
<laughs> and protect my so, household. So in this universe, you're you're fighting Ren because Ren is a villain. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll fight against Ren. Well, because like basically, like being a hero, I still get the cool. I would still have like a cool lucha inspired mask. I would feel and like, oh yeah, you know. So I feel like, do I want to be just a wrestler? Or do I want to be a hero that might have some wrestling inspiration? So I think mm. I would go with that. <laughs> but yeah. But mainly now, just to fight, fight Ren, to you you know. protect my my Power Ranger helmets. <laughs> Only in response to a previously answer. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, you can you like hampers with with stuff animals? I go and like loosen it up a little oh, you bit. Take you take the screw off, so it falls down. Every day he comes, he comes in, he sneaks into your house and unscrews it slightly, <laughs> just slightly, and so slightly just falls on so. <laughs> Oh, that would that would be a terribly minor inconvenience. Like if it fell down once, I'd be like, eh, no big deal. But like if I had to do it every day, <laughs> it's the little things. It's the little things. <laughs> oh, man. What, what what about you, Yuki? I think this is, I guess this is kind of a weird answer, but I think I would like to go for the school of lucha because oh, cool. in that universe, they're also just like everybody's a luchador. So like not only are the other kids from the school luchadors, literally everybody in their town is. And I think that would be really cool to like live in. Is that weird? Is it, like, I think it would be cool to live in a monoculture of like <laughs> luchadors. <laughs> I don't know. Like the idea that like everybody gets it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That'd, yeah that'd I think that'd that be would be cool to live in for, for at least like a few years in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be um, pretty cool. You just have to watch how yeah, no one like takes the off their mask. Yeah, so vibrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like if I were living like that, I would have a little bit of trust issues because I'd be like, <laughs> like, what do you look like under there? Like, what's your real name? You know, like, you make this friendship for like four years and you don't know their actual name. Excuse your face. <laughs> yeah, you, it's based on their personality. You're not worried about looks. You're not worried about like superficial stuff. Yeah, or, maybe, yeah. or maybe in that society, you just care about how pretty somebody's mask is. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they have. It's really bedazzled. They're but hot. What, but what if I'm that one guy that has an ugly mask? You know, <laughs> like the flea. <laughs> oh no get get it get a new mask like put in some money you gotta rebrand yourself yeah exactly yeah. exactly Ren, you could make a heel turn it's okay you could still be a villain no, yeah 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 that's it oh that's my villain story that's my origin story i had the ugliest mask and like the ugly little wrestler no one wanted to be with him <laughs> oh that he became evil <laughs> That's that's a new children's story right there. The ugly yeah. little wrestler. The yeah, ugly little wrestler. I'm gonna go ahead and make a pitch Bible out of that right now. Yeah, pitch Bible. TM TM TM. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for playing in between with us, Red. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Great answers. Yeah, yeah. Solid all around. And to our audience, if you have any suggestions for future in-between questions, send us a message either on Twitter or Instagram at straightaheadap or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com. All right, so let's start off. just want to say thanks again, Ren, for being on the podcast. We're so happy we were able to have you on. No, thank you guys for having me. It's exciting. Yeah, man. And funny. Yeah, of course. <laughs> So, to start off, could you tell us how you first broke into the animation industry? Oh my, so my story is like the most unique. Is 
I would like to say the most uniquest way of me breaking in. Um, in college, I was a, a Lyft rider. Was it Uber? I was in one of the two. Um, and I just so happened to pick up someone near Burbank. And I heard a lot of people be like, oh, you drive around Burbank. You know, you like, especially from professors, you, you get to pick up people from an industry. And I never really thought about it. I'm like, oh, you know, why would they want to listen to me? But yeah, I picked up someone. I'm going to say names, but he was a kind of a recruiter for Warner Brothers. And it was the Harley Quinn show. And I was taking, I was taking a storyboarding class and my passion is character designs, but I also like storyboarding is super cool. And I love like making action sequences and stuff like that. So I was kind of practicing Mm -hmm. on that. And then we just had a quick conversation and I'm like, Oh, I'm a student. I go to Cal State Long Beach. I'm about to graduate next year. I'm kind of exploring boarding and they're like, Hey, we're so, where am I looking for revisions and stuff like that? Just shoot me your portfolio. I'm like, no way. Like, wow. n- no way. Sure. Like, yeah. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm still working on my designs and like my crafting of boarding, but I'm going to take, uh, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. So I reached out and I sent yeah. them out and like a month later it was like, Hey, you want to, you want to come be a revisionist for a couple months? I'm like, hell yeah. So that was my first break in the industry. And it was like, this was like 2019 ish, um, right. A little bit before I believe the pandemic. And dude. Yeah. And th- that was like my oh, first nice. step in. And, and so I always like to be like, there's millions of ways of breaking in. But I think oh, totally. you know, that was the most unique way I could ever even possibly think of like me breaking it. Like I didn't ask for it. Someone just literally walked through my door and was like, walked I'm in the car door. <laughs> yeah, I just walked through my car door and was like, hey, you know, job. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's <clears throat> amazing. I mean, like, obviously you must. You must have had the chops when you followed up and were like, hey, here's my portfolio. And they're like, hey, kids got something here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I appreciated the fact that they were willing to take the chance. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. it's always it takes just one person to say yes to you and like the world changes. But yeah. And from there on, like, I didn't realize how much of a networking platform like Uber and Lyft were. I think it's changed now because of the pandemic and like, you know, all of us work from home. So there's really no one like going to studios. But back then. Like, no I need, used to yeah. like, yeah. I didn't realize like I'm picking up people from Netflix, from Disney, Nickelodeon, like then they're in my car for like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm like, I got to take advantage of these 10, 15 minutes. What are they going to do? <laughs> Jump off the freeway? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, depending if you're, if you're, t- if you come on too strong, it can be like, yeah, yeah. okay, blacklisting. Or yeah, 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 exactly. So, but no, it's like, I, I usually did small talk. Obviously, you know, you get the vibe when someone comes in. If they don't want to talk, they don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. But most of my experiences was really nice. And uh, that's yeah. when I realized people are willing to help and like mm-hmm. try to, um, they know how hard the industry is and like a little bit of guidance, a little bit of help can go a long way. So yeah, shout out to Uber and Lyft for that. Yeah. yeah that's actually something really interesting to me because I remember when we first started talking, I remember you were telling me that sometimes between freelance gigs or between jobs, you would Uber for a bit until like you landed your next gig. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a smart way to like, it's on your schedule. It's like, again, you only put in as much hours as you want to do. You still mm-hmm. get money. And it's like, it gives you time to still work on your stuff for such further exactly. opportunities. So I was like, ah, oh, smart. Rather than trying to pick up like a part-time barista job or, you right. know, part-time retail job, like doing, I don't know. When you first someone's like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really great thing to do. Like, like you said, it's like, you know, you have your own time, you have your own schedule and you get to work on your stuff until the next gig comes. And I think that's something mm-hmm. I would recommend anybody who's trying to break in or first starting to do it's just you get to dedicate your time to your art but also drive at your own time and make some money because you know bills gotta get paid and stuff for sure yeah especially in la especially mm-hmm. in la 
So like also something really early on in career, a couple projects you worked on were the summertime Odes to LA as a visual development mm-hmm. artist mm-hmm. and the Pokemon 25th anniversary electric music video as a storyboard artist. Yeah. How were those Oof. two experiences? Also like freaking Pokemon is fucking insane. I know you're a massive Pokemon fan, so that yeah. must have been like a big like holy crap moment for you. I was elevated. I was in a whole new like world at that time when that happened. And both with Ray, you know, Ray. It was it was random. I was just like hanging out. It was a pandemic already, so I was home. Um, I was doing a lot mm-hmm. of like Discord, joining people with Discord, and kind of just chatting, opening up this new world of like hanging out with people from Discord. And and that's when Nickelodeon and a bunch of other things started dropping, you know, panels and things like that. So I would join and kind of mm-hmm. just hang out. And I guess it must have been in a moment where like one of them required us to put our portfolio and our emails and our names. And I can't exactly be sure who sent that reference but one day i just get an email and they're like hey we're gonna be working on a summertime out to la especially for la we're trying to represent our cities like um east la um long beach like all these different hispanic communities uh-huh. it's like you would you like to like join and also you know like you get to be working with a super cool director and i was like hmm this looks sus like this looks sus <laughs> too <laughs> young <laughs> <laughs> like, like i like I I, 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 like, is this a scam though <laughs> yeah 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 i'm like mm, i'm not sure like who, who who's who sent you to me who's like you know who, who and then they were like and they started dropping like you know they dropped name like carlos lopez estrada like who and that's when i was like oh this is definitely a scam like how am i gonna work with carlos <laughs> lopez estrada like right off the bat but he's like no yeah would you like to jump in a zoom call and i'm like sure i jump in a zoom call and there he is like you know carlos right in your face i'm like and i'm like what is like this is not this is not a drill um and he's like hey renato i saw your portfolio and i thought it was really cool i loved your your visual kind of backgrounds and stuff like that like i would love for you to do something special for me i'm like oh i'm like oh it's going down um because at first initially they asked me to do an illustration for their book Mm -hmm. and it was just a one page Mm -hmm. But he like saw something in my in one of my backgrounds that he really loved. And he was like, I would like you to like do some visual development for a scene I'm working on. And I want you to do like a, a whole like two page um, illustration for the book. Like you and another artist only getting two pages. I'm like, oh, no pressure, wow. dude. Um, <laughs> and I started working on it. He was super. He, it was all based on Cesar Chavez. Oh, mm-hmm. And he he was like, come with me. Let's meet up at Cesar Chavez. And like we walked to the strip of like Cesar Chavez and like, you know, in just took in all that culture I, w- I grew up in the valley so i wasn't really familiar with east la but me drive i will always drive when i was little with my parents we will always drive through it um it's, it's like something that's implied if you're from la it's like printed in your brain and you know how kind of that looks like but me walking through it was a whole completely different experience and and i sat down and like i just grabbed like a taco from one of the street vendors and i kind of just sat there with carlos and i'm like wow this is it i made it mom <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, it was super cool. I did that visual development. And then once that wrapped up, I get another email once again from Carlos. And he's like, so Pokemon? And I'm like, shut up. No way. What, what, what has to do with Pokemon? And, and it's funny because he reached out and it was just like that. Hey, hey Renato, there's a project with Pokemon. And left it, left it there. And I, I was like, what does this mean? He's like, you'll be getting an email from one of my like, um, production assistants or production coordinators. And you'll learn more about it. And then they send it over. And... As soon as they sent me the pitch packet, like the basically 
I saw Katy Perry and and it was like it had inv- it involved Pikachu and it involved Hawaii and I was like, what is uh-huh. this? What? And then it's, <laughs> and they're like, oh, I signed the NDA and they're like, it's for Pokemon 25th anniversary. And I was just like, no way! Like, come on! Yeah. I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, where is my life going right now? I haven't left my house in like who knows how many months, and all of this is just dropping on me. Mm-hmm. And I think it just helped that I had to I had that one on one with with Carlos, and I guess he was very fond of like who I was as an artist mm-hmm. and just like a person. And also my story, like we sat down and we're both people who migrated to the U.S., so it's kind of like that connection. And mm-hmm. also, I like. It was it was awesome, and I, I guess I did a good job for him to like reach out. Maybe like a couple of weeks later, and he was like, "Hey, Pokemon, and drop that name on me, and have that opportunity to work with like Pokemon and and board for that." It was a fun experience. It was it's very different. At first, it was hand drawn storyboarding thumbnails. It was like mm. very old school, mm-hmm. and then um, Carlos was like, "I know you're very good like animatics and stuff like that, helping out with like animation stuff. Do you want to do an animatic? Help us build that." I'm like, "Sure." And once I did my first pass, like. It was just me and him. I was used to seeing him at that point. And then this little other screen pops up and it's Katy Perry. And, and I'm just like, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, my. I didn't even say anything at that point. I was just like, awesome. I was, str- I was, I was stunned. I'm star started. And she's like, hey. I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, um, I, I am storyboard and I, and I Renato, you know, I just like makes my sentences. And she's just like, <laughs> And she was just like, hi, nice to meet you. It's like, hey, you know, obviously, you know, Katy Perry, she always likes to be involved in these processes of like animation. And she's like very like into it. And she wants to know how the music video will kind of look like. You'd mind seeing her sitting down while you like show us the sequence. And I was like, um, um, sure. I was, I was so nervous, but I showed her the opening <laughs> sequence and, um, it was just a fun experience. She loved it. And she like, she's so in tune with what she's doing and what projects that she's on that she understood. Mm-hmm what the what i was trying to show on my boards and like she like put her notes here and there and like honestly like she she was also director at that point like she was really in the project and knew what she wanted that's awesome when the artist can also be involved as well yeah yeah mm-hmm. and especially someone as her like she's so down to earth and when she was like wants something the one way she like lets you know and she kind of like draws little stick figures for you and kind of like shows you <laughs> what she kind of wants more like there was a scene where pikachu I think in the beginning where he runs in and she's walking with him. And at first I think they had it like where, where Pikachu runs in and it's the can like it's a low angle camera. So when you see Pikachu and you see mm-hmm. Kitty Perry running mm-hmm. and then she was like, <clears throat> I would like just for me to be walking first. And then she kind of drew so we can get a whole visual of the forest and then have Pikachu run in. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I sequenced that. And like I said, she was so involved in the whole process, like from pre to post. And mm-hmm. I think, if I ever have a chance to work with both of them again, I would totally do it in a heartbeat. Uh, Pokemon 50th anniversary. What? Hello? <laughs> Dude, that's honestly awesome. Uh, yeah. like, like as far as like music video experience, I would like, I, I don't think we can name specific names, but I think like as so far, you've had the most positive experience working with it on a music video from <laughs> other artists that I've known that worked on a music video and had a yeah. terrible time. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I think I, w- I was very lucky. Yeah. Dude, yeah. And also freaking working with uh, Carlos, dude, I like know. working with freaking Carlos Lopez Estrada. Like, again, for those that don't know, one of the most recent things he directed was like Ryan the Last Dragon. So, like, freaking amazing talent. Uh, yeah. Again, amazing, like, Mexican talent, like somebody like, like, um, from the cultura. Yeah. Like, he's amazing. 
which is why I thought it was a scam because like you yeah, know yeah. I, I totally get you it's like right was about a drop and then like someone emails me saying he wants to sit down with me like I'm like what is this scam me trying like only has like one title in my resume and everything else just like student work who, who like what is this who are you dude but no, no, but yeah. it just shows how much strong work you have because you <laughs> totally. have good work I love your stuff Thank I think that's you. a good point. Like, I think students should always look out and like be on the lookout for scams because they're really aggressive nowadays. Yeah, yeah like, they really are. A lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of uh, industry professionals, even that I know, like they'll get one every once in a while, and then it won't yeah. be until like a few emails in that they'll be like, "Oh, this is kind of weird," you know? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. if they ask for certain things, like, "Oh, can you purchase your own equipment? We'll give you a check." Like. Don't take those kind of jobs, yeah, but like, yeah. I guess, yeah, be open to like, hey, maybe this is a scam, but I'll see where it goes. As long as it's on, mm-hmm. I guess, like reputable things like, mm-hmm. oh, can mm-hmm. we do a Zoom call or usually like a Google Meets? If they ask yeah, you yeah. to download Skype, <laughs> no. No. don't, don't like, download any of that, that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah. yeah, I mean, it was good that you, you were kind of like had your guard up, but I'm glad that it worked <laughs> out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like recently Powerhouse Animation, they were sending out a thing saying like, hey, if you're getting emails from us that like. That's not us. Like, I think mm-hmm. there are, like, some people were trying to scam pretending to be powerhouse. Yeah. But yeah, definitely a good thing to keep in mind. Yeah, it's uh, definitely going strong. It was also happening at a time where, like, a bunch of friends that I met through Discord and we were going through, like, the same summits. I'm like, Nick, the Nick Summit, the Nickelodeon panels. They were receiving scam emails. And it was, like, something uh. like, like that. I had my card up for a while. And I I'd heard of them before, but I think during a pandemic, they just skyrocketed and they're just coming left and right. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but Maddie, Maddie Ockton, she's the production system for Carlos, she seemed very generous after, after like the first email, uh, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, we're working this. We, she started dropping names at the right place. Like, you know, I saw your name at air meet at air table. I think that's where I, I uploaded my portfolio. And, um, mm-hmm. and I can't remember, was it from Nick somewhere or somewhere? And then she's like, and she's like, Oh, and this person recommended you. I'm like, okay, it's starting to not look sus. And then we yeah, set the yeah, zoom. Yeah. And then yeah, the final straw was just like Carlos popping up in the zoom. And I was like, this might not be a scam yeah, this, yeah. this might actually be legit yeah. i'm like damn these these zoom effects are getting really good <laughs> okay next question what was it like also working on the remisir versus la oscuridad as a character and prop designer because i was also one of the first projects we actually got to work briefly together on like i yeah. they were looking for characters and i said i dropped your name in because i thought like well one <laughs> you're um from what i remember you were a fan of wrestling and like two yeah. i was like this guy's good let's let <laughs> they need people let's get this guy in yeah no also thanks ray for for dropping dropping my name out there and, and then reaching out i think it was it was a fun experience working with them you know, the Calavera brothers are, are just so humbled and, and, and so down to earth, too. And I think I've lucked out in projects. Um, there's one right there that I will mention. But with them, it was, it was beautiful. And it was cool, like, helping out, you know, a studio in Mexico and helping out another, like, being in a room of, like, such diverse people of, like, different colors and working on this cool project like Rey Mysterio, you know, like, who gets to work with Rey Mysterio every now and then? Like, I think it's cool for, Dude, like... Yeah. Yeah, like for Rainy to even have that opportunity. And for me, such an early part of my career to even be working with Pokemon and then be working with Carlos and then Ray Mysterio. Like, but working with them was very fun. It was like they knew what they wanted. They knew the vision of the project. All I had to do was just come in and the style kind of matched mine already. So it wasn't really hard transition to like, you know, adjust to their style. But mm-hmm. they were just like, hey, Ren, like these are a couple background characters. And we were working on this episode and just like, 
do your thing and this is what here's a picture references and and once i drew them it was just very such a positive environment they were like hey here are your notes you know maybe do a couple other expressions and or different outfits mm -hmm. and you're good to go but i had the freedom to really sit down and like do whatever i wanted with these characters and they were just like we want be and go on with mm -hmm. your turnaround so i don't know how they experienced this for you Ray, as a, as a board artist but as a character designer we had meetings every two every two two days out of the week yeah it, it was just a of being goofballs in that meeting there was really nothing serious it's just like we talked about dragon ball all the time and like and as Dude, he like yeah. did <laughs> like they're the meeting will probably like be an hour and then there'll be like another hour just goofing around shooting this shit about random stuff yeah about random stuff yeah 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 and then you know um always roasting us they loved roasting us and then he and then like, <laughs> <laughs> like in, a, in a friendly way though yeah, yeah in, they, a friendly, in a friendly way yeah, one of the Calavera brothers were always like, uh, roast me as well. Like, they would either draw like little doodles in me in the sequences, or they were like, oh, let's, let's do, let's draw like Ray yeah, right here. Let's yeah, put him a little, yeah. let's put a little Easter egg of him just like eating his elote, like right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would take like 30 minutes of the meeting, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, it's always fun, especially in like Hispanic culture here, like Latinx culture is just that we're very, we're people that like to like, roast and we roast just because we like you type of environment and i think that's mm -hmm. how it is in colombia you know everyone's always families you just grown at being roasted but it's all healthy like in the environment you mm -hmm. just kind of grow that bond with your family so immediately when i when i joined calavera brothers and they immediately started roasting me i'm like oh family you know this is it like yeah no yeah totally totally it definitely felt like oh shit like we got really close really fast like, and, like yeah. it was nice yeah yeah i remember because i remember when i told my wife like oh yeah we just they started roasting me or we just started joking around and stuff like that's like oh wow they must really like you <laughs> i love that we also got it she was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah my, my my girlfriend too junior she was just like sometimes um she would hear and then they're like just like, are you guys, is that an actual meeting? Are you guys working? Or is it just like, <laughs> dude, <stay. laughs> I'm like, no, yeah, we're getting, we're getting shit done, you know? And, and then, um, that wrap up, the, the wrap up party came right when we saw the first episode together and she's, Junior is oh, a very yeah. shy person and she was in the, I, I invited her to sit down, but she kind of like, no, it's your thing. You know, I'll sit here in the back. And, but it's, it's one of those, like those characters that kind of pop out, like to see what's going on. <laughs> and then Ray Mysterio popped out, right? in her zoom call yeah and i was just like once again started and then she was just like also a wrestling fan she grew up so watching reference here and there and then she's like sees ray mysterio and she's like oh and like like <laughs> just just i'm like come sit down like you can actually sit this is the only time you can sit down with a team and like actually like let's see what's going on she's like no no like no way <laughs> Like Ray Mysterio's on your computer. There's no way I'm popping up, dude. Yeah, I forgot you got screenshots. I was so I was so starstruck. I I didn't take any screenshots because like actually Yuki was there. Oh, uh, Yuki was in town that week. Yeah, we were out and about like Alhambra, and then we were driving back to get in time for the screening. And like yeah, I had my my sisters were visiting me, and my wife there. I had Yuki there, and like yeah, basically I had like the whole like I put the laptop like on the like by the TV stand so like everybody can see all of us and. I was like a child when like Ray came on screen because I thought like Oscar Gutierrez. Yeah. I was like, that name sounds so familiar. Like, why do I know that name? Why do I know that name? And I see Ray pop up. I was like, because it's fucking Ray. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Wait. That was really funny because after we watched the episode, you took the laptop to be on the meeting. So it was you sitting on the couch like this. And me, Lizzie, and your sisters are, like, around you, videotaping your reaction to what's happening on the meeting. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I'm like, I remember seeing that. You could, uh, we were out of frame, right, out of camera, but it was just really funny. <laughs> High key, though, Ray, I thought it was you. When, when that pop-up came, I was like, oh, here we go, Ray, with his mask. And then... Uh. And then <laughs> And then I see you there, and I'm like, wait, that's not Ray. And then I'm like, oh, that's the other Ray. I'm like, it's fucking Ray Mysterio. It's the real Ray Mysterio. That's crazy. Yeah. Definitely probably one of my career highlights until I meet him in person. But like, I I did meet him in person once at a wrestling show, but I didn't get a chance to talk to him all that much. But like, you gave him a print that you made. I gave him a print. Yeah, I gave him a print. We took a picture together. So cute. Yeah, yeah, he was sweaty. (laughs) Oh, Ray Mysterio Uh, sweat just like all over you. Yeah. No, dude, he's he's so cool. He's such a nice guy, and like, just how Jackie Chan was like one of your like was honestly it was a great show. It was like one of my favorites mm-hmm. growing up as well. I really feel like this Ray Mysterio show is like almost like the equivalent, but like you know for me or for yeah. like, you know brown little brown kids. He, yeah, yeah. I I can't People wait for them to see wrestling. it. Yeah, one day the world will see it, and it's gonna hopefully they love it because mm-hmm. honestly the the people working behind it were great. The designs are freaking great and the stories are fun. Like yeah. I, I really enjoy it. It's like it's like Mexico having their own freaking anime, which is gonna be freaking dope. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for it to see it. And I also uh so I'll be like, damn, Ray, Ray knows what's going on for other episodes. I'm like, oh, and I can't ask him. Oh, I hate this. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, because you were only a character designer, right? You're yeah, off yeah. you're off the show now. Yeah, I was only a character designer. I was doing some um some Important characters, designs, and also a lot of backgrounds. So I knew when I see the backgrounds, I'll be the characters. I'll be like, okay, but it's just like things out of context. Like I don't know the full story, and I'll be, I'll be like, damn, but I know Ray knows. Ah, yeah. damn it, I can ask. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have like one more um, assignment from them waiting for me, and mm-hmm. then I think I'm done. But we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see. I thought I was gonna be done a while ago, but I'm still mm-hmm. helping out with some stuff here and there. But yeah. uh, I guess moving forward. You have done a mixture of character design and storyboard work. Do you like kind of jumping between the two? Or is there one you eventually want to settle into? I know you said like character design was like your first passion. That's what you yeah. enjoy most. But like, yeah, what's the what's that mindset? Uh, I think I've always wanted to be a character designer always. And I think storyboarding is something I fell into. Honestly, as, as I got into the industry, my first job was a revisionist. And I kind of grew up a love for storyboarding. So I jump in between. When, well, usually in studios, we reach out like, hey, you know, I have a, a storyboarding gig that, and I love your work. Would you like to jump in it? And I'm like, yeah, of course. So it's really one or the other that comes first. Um, I don't, but let's say like a character design gig and a storyboarding gig like are on my table. I think I would mm-hmm. go for the character designing gig because that's like where my passion mm-hmm. lies. But mm-hmm. the, my mind is really not, it's nothing too complicated. It's, it's really, uh, I board for fun. I, I, I sit down okay. and I, when I'm bored and I draw for, I board for fun. I'm just like boarding. And when that inspiration case of character designing, I'm like, oh, but what if this character, like, right, I start thinking about the environment that I just boarded. And then I just kind of jump back and I start doing character designs for the board I just drew. And it's kind of like, I feel like they stitch so well together that I'm always jumping back and forth. And if I can continue doing both at the same time, which at one point I did, <laughs> it was a, it was a little, <laughs> it was a little, a little too much on my plate, but it's I, I think i'll continue doing it um but yeah i think when character designing 
once my character design and gigs start coming in more and more, I think that's where I'll stick. Um, I had a project mm-hmm. that kind of pushed me away from from storyboarding, and I, I think I talked to you, Ray, about this. Uh, that, oh yeah, yeah, that kind of pushed me on yes. edge. That I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Uh, but oh, the, the <laughs> schedules can be tough. Like you got to know your yeah. worth. You got to know when to say no and when to be like, okay, yeah, yeah this schedule is not worth it. Yeah, it's it, not it worth really, the pay. It's not. It's not worth it. It's not worth the your time. It's not worth your the anxiety, the stress. Like regardless mm-hmm. how much they're paying you, right? Like, and like sometimes for like uh, our students or young people that want to enter, listen, like you might still take it, and that's going to be a lesson you're going to have to learn. Be like, fuck, I shouldn't have taken it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely not. Um, and I was working, I was boarding for that dreadful PTSD project, but um, and Ray Mysterio. So it was kind of like Ray Mysterio was my was a project that was my healing my healing sessions like, <laughs> oh. like, it was like i would sit down in characters and i'm like ah oh, this is so refreshing i love this i love this environment and then oh shit i got a board and i'm just like why why you know my life I, I even asked ray and ray was like maybe not and i'm like and here i am like put the pay and then i was i shouldn't have done this um so yeah it's a lesson definitely each artist will learn and especially don't take two at the same time sometimes you feel like you can't do it but I think mm-hmm. my lesson out of that is like, I'm not Superman and I'm not like my juice will run out. And that was like mm-hmm. two full time, not like one was a freelance or a side thing. Or- um, I, well, Ray Mister at that time was full time. And then the um, mm-hmm. my storyboarding gig was was freelance. But it was it felt like full time because the amount was so I'm not going <laughs> to drop names, but this is how ridiculous it was. They gave me four weeks for a boarding uh-huh. for a seven minute episode and an animatic. So I had to do an animatic. <gasps> And board in four weeks. So for no. you board, storyboard artists that are listening, you're already like, what the fuck? Like, that's not possible. And it isn't. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. And they were like, eventually down the line, the rest of the storyboarding team were like, because we had the same time. Everybody was like, this is not feasible. Like, this is not possible. Mm-hmm. We can't give you an animatic and board. Also, you would have to pay us extra for us to do an animatic because, you know, yeah. like, that's not our job. Yeah, that's not our job description. Y- yeah. Yeah. Job description. Someone else's job. Yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I understand also the, the person who was coming in, the producer who was coming in, was not from the animation industry. He was, um, he was coming in mm-hmm. from, from live action. So he had, he had to like switch that mentality. But uh, luckily for us, we stood our ground and we're like, we can't do this. And they're like, no, you know what? I'm starting to see that you can't. And this, uh, this is also, there's a third yeah, party we, involved. We, we don't, we don't yeah. work 12 hour days. We work yeah. eight hours. We're, we don't go to location and film. We have to Ex- sit down and draw. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he understood that. And then, um, yeah, we uh, still four weeks to for seven minutes. It was three weeks and a half for for eight minute episodes um, with revisions and stuff like that. <clears throat> My friends from that from that team were like, if we if they ever reach out again, like we're going to stand our ground. We're like, no, yeah. no, like like mm-hmm. we're going to do this and we're going to do this in our terms because, yeah, it just it wasn't working. And I hope no one ever mm-hmm. has to go through that experience of boarding and feeling like that's not what you want to do. And it drives you away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and. Yeah, just like the lesson is learn how to choose your, you know, your battles and learn how to learn which project and really sit down and think about what project works best for you and your mental state and your health and like all those people around you. Like you have family and you have friends and you have pets, which is right here. But, you know, and they, and they all need a little bit of your time. And if you're like drawing all the time, it, it's, it doesn't work out. It, it's like mm-hmm. everything just around you starts falling apart for one thing and it's not worth it. Mm hmm. 
Uh, I guess the one thing that I also wanted to comment on, it's a true testament to your skill, the fact that you can kind of jump between the two so seamlessly. Because, like, mm-hmm. I was looking at your resume, and it's like, yeah, one, like, your one job is character design, next job is storyboard, next job is character design, next job is storyboarding. <laughs> so, like, but yeah, hopefully you settle into what you actually want to do. Yeah. But honestly, just the fact that you can jump between the two, that's already super amazing. What the next thing I kind of want to get into is that you are the creator of Bit Wars, <laughs> a cool animated project where you actually got to show an amazing animation test at lightbox expo this year how did that project start where do you want it to go and how was it presenting bit wars at this year's lightbox oh you're gonna take me on a roller coaster ride it's, like, it's, it's everyone it's everyone ready um so bit wars was a project that i kind of worked in school it was one of those character designing projects like create two characters of whatever you feel like mm-hmm. i'm like okay and it's really a project that's based on the, the lighthearted one. I'll tell you the lighthearted version of where the inspiration came from Bay Wars. I was like t- six years old playing Pokemon. And uh, mm-hmm. right before the Elite Four, like I lose my file. Like my file gets corrupted and I lose everything. Like everything. No. And, and it was just, it's me as a six year old. There was the, my world ended. And I was like, like that sucks. <laughs> like, but I don't know. It's just like something that I was like, I know the, I know what to expect. I know which Pokemon I want to go for. I know what's coming. Like, I can I can do it again. I got this. And, uh-huh. you know, it took some time for me to say that. But like a week later, I, I did that. So when fast forward <laughs> to like my class and, and Bitwars was like, I'm like, what happens if these characters isn't just like a little premise? Like what happens if someone reaches something so far in life and like immediately something happens and you lose everything and like you completely lose everything. Mm-hmm. And I sat down and, and I realized, hey, that's my life. Like my family, like we're we come from an immigrant family and, you know, a lot of people will experience this who, who migrate to the U.S. is like you leave everything behind and you, you start from, from zero. Like, right? Our parents did that or like mm-hmm. we even did that. So that's the, that's the real deep lesson of it. It's like you leave everything behind, but you've, you've done something in your previous country or where you're, where you're from that I can do this again. I have the experience. I have failed plenty of times, but that's what, that's what pushes me and gives me the drive to move on forward. So when I, when I created Bit Wars was that, like these two characters lose everything. They lose what, what the world they know of. And now they have to start from the beginning. Oh, it just makes in the fun environment of video games. Like, you know, Donkey Kong, Mario, <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Like, yeah, you know, you're trying to make it lighthearted, but it's the lesson that like experience and failure is your greatest weapon. And it's what you do with your next mm-hmm. life. What video games have taught you is what you do with your next life. And that's the important thing. Whatever you did before doesn't define you is what you do next. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what Bitwars is and the whole process of that so I started that in 2020 I met up with my friend Stuart he's a, he's a voice actor and we met also mm. once again Uber and Lyft I picked him up he was a voice actor and we just kind of bonded out of that and I was like hey I wrote a script and I was like hey buddy like I have this script you want to kind of read it out and like give me a perspective from a voice actor and also from someone who's not in this project which was just me at that time he was like yeah we sat down and he's like, dude, I love this. I see, I see this like a potential for this going somewhere. Let me work on it with you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the pandemic hit. Right. And, and <laughs> like, and yeah. we're like, oh no. And then he was like, dude, you know, we can still do this from home. Like we know, well, let's do this. And I'm like, okay. And I started working on it and going to art school, you know, you have friends who are in art and mm-hmm. I reached out to some of my, to some of my friends. I was like, Hey guys, I'm working on this project. Like, do you guys mind helping me out with like, if you have some time, um, help me out flesh out some boards or help me out flesh out because it was like a seven minute animatic and one of my mm-hmm. friends was like yeah i'm up for it and a couple friends just started like hearing what we were doing They're like oh i can help out there's we got nowhere to go 
And then we came a beautiful team of six people just working and having fun on this like animated project. We never really thought about it going what it is now. We're just having a good old time trying like getting away from being depressed, from being stuck at home, you know, and like it was like the people we saw every day. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, like Rise Up came up, you know, uh, out of the circumstances of George Floyd, Rise Up was born. And we were mm-hmm. already working on this project before that. And my first um, mentor was Deborah Arroyo. She's a executive at Carson Network. And she was she was my first mentor. And she saw and she's like, I love this project, you know keep doing what you're doing. Like, I love the colors. I love the aesthetic. I love the message. Just, just keep working on it and get back to me whenever you have a couple more things done. So that was my, that was, that became our drive. Like, Hey, someone from like, you know, Cartoon Network's like interested in what we're doing, like supporting us. So we kept going and then we reached out again and we we had like a rough animatic and she's like, yeah, I got, this is it. This, this is something that you guys can do. And she's like, let me bring in my friend. And then she brought in, Heather Horn from Crunchyroll. She's like an executor from Crunchyroll. And then she saw, and she's like, pitch it to me. It's like a practice pitch. And I'm like, what? Right here, right now? Wow. And, and yeah. so I like pitch it to her. And then she's like, you have something here, Ren. And I think, I don't know if she was saying that as a mentor or like, you know, but she was just like, you have something here. Yeah, Ren, like to be it. nicer if yeah, she yeah, was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you have something here, Ren. And, and obviously, you know, it's not anime. Um, but like mm-hmm. obviously Crunchyroll only takes an anime, but I, I see something and I see the passion that you, you and your little team have, like keep going for it. And, and that also became our drive. Like, Oh guys, like we were so cool. Like Cartoon Network and Crunchyroll likes us. Like, let's just keep going. And fast forward, like now we're a team of like 35 from. Wow. Right. Yeah. Really? wow. Yeah. We are a team from post, well, pre-production all the way up to post. So now we're like, it's just friends of buddies and friends that, like we really do this on our own time and we really like before work or after work, just like sit down together and, and try to make this project happen. And initially we wanted to pitch it right to different studios. But as we all know, the animation industry is a little unstable at the moment. Like things are happening everywhere. Yeah. Different studios have their own things going on, but um, ideally we would love to pitch it somewhere. Um, and we are in talks mm. with different studios that kind of are just waiting for me to be like, Hey, I'm ready to like sit down in a room. And mm-hmm. they're just kind of just waiting for me to, to, give them the green light to sit down with me. Uh, but at the same time, we're kind of now looking at going independent and just, you know, maybe posting it on YouTube. It's really right now in the in-between. Uh, we're going to yeah. sit down pretty mm-hmm. soon and kind of talk to see where we want to go. Um, but that option is still open for us to go and, and pitch. Yeah. And it's been, it's been crazy ride. It's been, it's been a wild ride um, down the line, you know, split studio, which is the animation studio that based in Brazil that helped us animate. They reached out, to us so one of our storyboard artists his name's arthur he's from brazil uh, and he was working on the hello kitty project with split studio and he kind of just showed his director like hey you know i'm working on this like hey give me some feedback on my board and he was like what is this like what what this looks cool like who what is this and he kind of like told him what Bitwars was and he was like i want to meet your team and he sat down and met with us and and then he was like i love this project like let us help you. And he literally like they offered like, let us animate wow. for you. Like this is like, we want to make an investment on this project. Cause like, That's so cool. it seems like mm-hmm. it, it looks like something we want to tackle at split, which is like East meets West animation. Like you, you get mm-hmm. the anime influence, mm-hmm. but also the Western too, at the same time is a little bit of like two thousands. Like we love Jackie Chan. We love totally spies. We love like Mucho mm-hmm. Lucha and all these <laughs> shows. And he was like, let us invest in your project. Like you don't, you don't have to pay us like, this is our investment also like right we want to put split and if if this gets picked up 
we will hope Split gets to work on this con- as we continue forward. And we said, yeah. And Jonas and the team over there at Split, they're amazing. They're just like so passionate about the animation industry itself. And they, mm-hmm. they kind of saw, saw me and Stuart as them because they started their career kind of like that. They're like, we want to do our mm-hmm. own thing. And they started like, they left this, their studio jobs and they just made their own animation industry. And now they work with like Nickelodeon, Adult Swim and Rick and Morty. They don't work on like Rick and Morty and all these other shows. And they're like really like our big older brother or sister. Like we look up to them so much and then they're taking care of us so well. And who knows, you know, next year we're planning. Now we're planning to like brand ourselves like as a brand new independent studio. We named ourselves New Boom. And during Lightbox mm-hmm. Expo, it was surreal just showing what we've what we've worked on so far. Like, to, yeah, to how see- was the response at Lightbox um, showing the the animation test that Split Studio did? Yeah, it was it was crazy. I mean, the whole process of Split doing the animation and then us taking care of backgrounds and and, you know, effects and and doing everything afterwards was mm-hmm. like we patted ourselves on the back. Like, well, yes, thank you split, right. For creating this beautiful animation. But our team like did the backgrounds and our team did the prop design mm-hmm. and the team did like everything. And then we were very nervous at first showing. And then Friday came and we, as soon as we Lightbox open started, like people kind of started stopping by and like, Hey, you know, like, what is this? Are you guys a studio? And it was like a big compliment for us. We're like, no, we're a small independent mm-hmm. our passion project called Bitwars. And they're like, I want to help. And they're like, and mm-hmm. people just started dropping like, business cards on us and the reaction with people was wild like we weren't expecting like our booth to be crowded as it was people just hanging out uh, drawing with us getting to know more about the project asking for portfolio reviews like the last thing we expected was to do portfolio reviews um and mm-hmm. at one point like one he was a character designer and she was like can you review my portfolio like bit worse matches my style and i kind of want to do something like this and i'm like sure and i sat down and i looked for a brief moment like 10 minutes there was a line in our booth waiting for portfolio reviews and i was just like whoa, whoa like what did i just get myself into like <laughs> um but it was a lot of fun like and a lot of us artists like started trying to break in the industry right and some of us are yeah. now working at channel machine some of us are on nickelodeon some of us are like different other studios and this is still like our baby that we want to work on and continue doing mm-hmm. um so it's yeah. it's nice it's for me as a creator like bringing this team together I think it's more of like this project opened the door for the artists that work on this. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it helped them network and, and they were able to show like what we worked on their portfolio and, 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 and got them jobs. And I thought that was like, if this is, if Bitwars doesn't go anywhere, right. And it does nothing like it, this is where it stops. At least I'm happy to know that it helped artists break in in some way or form. And like, they understood what the pipeline was yeah. and they understood what it is to work with somebody with a team and, and do character designs or do backgrounds or portfolios or whatever they were doing and help them understand what, what it is to work with the team and to work with deadlines and pipelines and, and help them break in. So who yeah. knows what would be next That's year. Super but amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're pitching it to studios now, which is great. And um, I hope that like works out or gets picked up for you. But like, if it doesn't, I mean, there's, there, I feel like there's a considerable amount of indie animation up and coming, <laughs> especially yeah. like Kickstarter, um, right. funded, you know, <laughs> projects like uh what has been hotel hell of a boss and like yeah uh, they have their own like whole youtube channel that took mm-hmm, off mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. there's even like the lackadaisy movie like was crowdfunded right. and like that's being produced so yeah. i think there's really like a market for um crowdfunded sort of passionate driven animation um that if you do end up going that route i really could see like your studio you know 
taking off mm-hmm. in that uh in that area but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i mean whatever comes like it sounds like it's going to go somewhere <laughs> really honestly like it's it's a very cool project yeah thank mm-hmm. you yeah i think it i think it's just been like you mentioned hollywood boss and you know and we have people from that project working with us now because they're like yeah. we love this and they're now part of us and and it's opening up other doors and people are just coming in asking what this is and you know where we stand and where what our plans are for the next year so yeah i just i hope more positive things come from bit like we all like work our asses off for it and and stay late at night sometimes just discussing what our, our plans are but like, we're excited to like show you guys what we're working on next which is like the story trailer and then um we're working on that we have the animatic pilot already ready and we're, we're kind of like touching them doing some boards for that and and hopefully you know split continues to support us and stick around and maybe next year you know we'll get to see the whole right beautiful thing post it up on youtube it depends what we do in the next couple months mm-hmm. so yeah you were able to touch on it on a bit when you were talking about like what the story of bit wars kind of came from <laughs> like <laughs> from you know your parents coming here pretty much starting at zero yeah how do you feel your cultural background like influences you as an artist and the stories that you want to tell? I, I think the stories that I want to tell are stories of like, just, I, I like to touch upon like immigration a lot and I like to like add that mm-hmm. into my stories. And, and also, you know, I was DACA at one point. Right. And I would love to like, even for those of you who don't, who aren't familiar with DACA is like uh, kids who come to the U S at a young age aren't, they're not permanent residents they're not citizens, but also are not, immigrants they have like these permission to stay here you have to renew it every couple years but my, I, wife, I, my wife is daca yeah so like it's, yeah. it's something that i would love to be like and show like little brown kids little you know people little people of color like it's possible like come breaking in was not easy especially first generation like you don't know what to do mm-hmm. like when I mean, your parents are not going to know what animation is and like how to break into it it's kind of like you have to figure it out on your own right Mm-hmm. and to show bit wars eventually if it, it gets picked up my other projects and the story i get to tell is like hey i am a living proof that you don't have to know someone you don't have to know everything it's like you just have to have the passion you have to have the inspiration and is it the drive to just build something like you have like you know you're, you're your own biggest block like i feel like i'm the person that would stop myself from doing things and once you get over that mm-hmm. like i want these projects to be a representation of that like if you look up Bit Wars and you look up who is Renato Bernal, it's like, oh shit, you know, he's he was a DACA recipient who like decided to break barriers and like make his own animation show. And it's something that I don't I wouldn't say Jackie Chan did for me. Like when I was young, I didn't speak a lot of English. I was like seven. And Jackie Chan and like <laughs> all these shows, Pokemon was at that kids WB, right? Like Mucha Lucha and all these things were like on and <laughs> like they were my friends. They were my best friends. There was like something I would go home from school and like sit down and that's what I did. And I think that's what pushed me to go in the animation industry because like when, when that sequence, like that Jackie Chan trailer would come in, like the intro, you know, and then Jackie Chan adventures created by, and I'm like, I want to do that. Like, that's something I want to do. I want to create a project and tell my own story for me, for other little me's out there nowadays. So I think that has been my drive. And every time I feel like, Oh, you know, this is, I'm not going to go anywhere. Like this is getting too tough. Like, I'm like, no, this is not for you, Ren. Like, shut the fuck up. This is not, this is no longer for you. Like, this is for, this is for them and, and keep going. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. that's my drive every morning. Love that. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Ren. Yeah. Before we get into our final question, uh, where can our audience find you? And where can we find Bit Wars? Is there anything else you would like to promote? 
uh for bit wars like check please just show you know your support um go on to our instagram is at bit wars official and just share it comment you know how the how the algorithm is on instagram and all that but you just show up and show support <laughs> and really my my instagram if you ever want to reach out to me is ren underscore the creator and that's with a da you know just <laughs> like don't ever be afraid to reach out to me i love talking and meeting new friends and like even if you're trying to break in the industry um and i've met a couple people at lightbox expo and i love sitting down with them and hearing their stories like my instagram's always open to just chat or even go out for coffee and things like that people like to say i'm an extrovert artist which is like pretty rare sometimes and i would just like throw myself out there to <laughs> chat with people <laughs> and then some of my friends are just like like how do you do it like you know <laughs> I, I i think it's just like the fact that i've had to throw myself out there a lot to to understand this industry kind of broke i broke out of that shell so yeah reach out people i love chatting and meeting and making new friends especially in today's day where now things are opening up but we don't have nowhere much to go you know yeah, yeah. and now we gotta go have lunch with yuki Whenever you're in town. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in town in December. We should go oh, have lunch. Hey. Yeah, yeah. We get to make fun of Ray. Always always a good time. Yes. <laughs> what, how, how did you get here? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we, can, we can grab his Power Rangers and paint them different colors. That, that'll be the oh. best thing. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, as we come to a close, <laughs> is there any final advice you would want to bestow on those that want to pursue a career in animation, Ren? I think my advice is it's a tough industry, but never like never give up, never lose hope. The way I broke in was so interesting. You never know mm. when, you know, when that opportunity comes. And I always like to say, be ready for it when it does happen. So keep working on your craft, keep working on your portfolio, which is boarding backgrounds, you know, character designing, even post or even PAs, like keep working on your craft because you never know when that opportunity knocks on your door, you know, and when it does, you'll be ready. Yeah. So just know like everyone's rooting for you. We're all. We're all trying to make a change, especially like, you know, Yuki and Ray, you guys are doing this podcast for us. And I think it's, it shows there's a representation that you both are like trying to change this industry um, as well as many others. So just keep going for it. And, uh, you know, you'll break in. I always like to say you'll break in. It doesn't, it's not how it's a matter of when it's always that timing. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. yeah, just keep working and always reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to artists that are already in. Like we're always willing to help out. And you know, give our two cents and how to improve your work. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And again, don't be don't be afraid to break in in non traditional routes as well. Like if you really want to be that character designer, that mm-hmm. that board artist, but like PA positions are the only things kind of coming your way. It's an in, and then yeah. you can always again, you have your whole career ahead of you. Just because you don't start off as what you want to do right away doesn't mean you failed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks again for all of your advice and everything that you've told us today your story it's been wonderful no thank you guys and if you audience member enjoyed our interview with ren today please rate and follow us on anchor spotify or wherever you tune in follow us on twitter and instagram at straight ahead ap if you have any suggestions for future guests please contact us on social media or send us an email at straightaheadpodcast at gmail.com we love discovering new professionals and want to use this platform to boost these voices of the future special thanks to our editor ashley at leon and finally a big thanks to our music composer daniel rodier Thanks again for listening, and thank you once again to our guest, who has a bright future straight ahead. Until next week, have a wonderful day. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Suckers. Right, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>